I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and then we talk about it. Including the adaptation of the X-Men that's based off of the movie The Perfect Storm. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the Are you ready for uh, like three incredibly boring storylines that are about to happen? Okay, you're saying that, but you liked this episode, Ryan. I did. I, okay, there's parts of it that I liked, but this is like, okay, it's like not a good episode. <laughs> okay, okay, so we watched an episode of season two of X-Men Evolution. It's called Adrift, and it's about Alex Summers and Scott Summers in Hawaii surfing together. That's most of this what it's is about. like. Okay, I already have so many things I'm thinking about in my head. One of them being like, why is this like weird Sora Riku gay shit happening between them? Like, I don't mind Sora and Riku being gay because they're not related. But they're like, not related. But Scott and Alex are related, except they're like long lost brothers, and they sure do hug a lot. They sure do cuddle. There's up like a, lot. a part where they're like holding hands, and I'm like, I don't think dudes do this. I could be uh, wrong. Yeah, I don't know if siblings do this. Is more what it is like, especially like two straight male siblings who are socialized pretty heavily to never touch each other, which I think. <laughs> a fucked up thing about society for the record but but it does mean that watching this show i'm kind of like how'd this happen i don't know i don't even know this is a this is a stretch although there's a nice side plot with beast that i enjoyed by the way okay so i i don't even know how to present this but at some point through the course of doing this show for the past like three and a half years I've become like an unapologetic beast fan and he wasn't on my top 20 before because I, I appreciate him in the past, but now I'm like, he's got to go on there because I really, really like beast now. Like to, I don't know. It's just, he grew on me in like a very romantic kind of way. So yeah, then you have a crush on beast now. That's yeah. New. I don't know if that's a bad thing because he seems a little bit more put together than Logan, but also has his <laughs> issues. Yeah, so, it's like you growing up as a person, realizing that maybe Beast is more your speed than Logan. Well, wow, I don't, mean, tell, like, I, don't let Logan hear this. Is he in the other room? No, like, he's probably ooh. banging Beast. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, so here's the, the deal. I had to go and kind of move a couple of things around on my bingo sheet, uh, which ooh, I'm going to just say that... You're officially updating the top 20, like, midstream. Yeah, mid, and mid so through. I know that... Uh, one of our listeners, Drake, actually posts yes. my top 20 every single time I do it into the Discord. So, but yeah. when I went to go do that, I also realized that Kibble wasn't even in the right spot. So <laughs> I was like, oh okay, so. So you need to do some updates. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it, most of it's the same, except for numbers 13 to 17 are going to move around a little bit. Uh, so get out your bingo sheets and fix them for Ryan Pagella. 13 <laughs> should have been Cable. I think I had somebody else. I think I had Psylocke first, and that was not right. Uh, mm-hmm. And then. I put Beast into the 14th slot. I was like, I want Beast on here. So who's getting knocked off at the end there? Uh, we haven't revealed them yet, but it oh, was like oh, oh. Le- numbers like number 20 has changed like a couple times, but like it keeps on going back to this other character that, by the way, is not in any of the episodes. OK, so if you can guess who my number 20 is by the <laughs> basis of me saying that they haven't appeared in any X-Men media yet but has been around in the past 20 years as a pretty prominent player. And you could email us at the at gmail.com and guess it. Then I'll reveal it on the show because I don't know when they will ever appear. Um, mm-hmm. I won't maybe there'll be some reference to them at some point in something. I don't think so. Anyway. So uh, that being said, I don't know who it is. Like now I'm sitting here thinking about who it could be. I don't know. I will not, I will not say, um, I, I will give you another clue. It's somebody I've wanted to cosplay. So, Okay, and I think I know who it is then. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so 13 is Cable, 14 is Beast, 15 is Psylocke, 
16 is Dazzler, Dazzler and 17 is Mystique. So it's not mm-hmm. that, that different from where they were on the chart before, but I had to move things around to put Cable in the right space since we dated for a little while in the future. And also yep. Beast <laughs> is great. So yeah, and Beast is sort of a new relationship, so that's really exciting. I like. I don't know. I I just really like Beast in this. Like, and not just like this show, but like I've come to really appreciate him in the comic books too. Like I did before, but I think somewhere along the lines of seeing his journey on X Men the animated series, and then also in um, X Men Evolution, I'm like, you know what? Beast is actually a really interesting character, and I think. Both Wolverine and Beast have a lot of the same issues, and they do both deal with them slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're also very different people, so it's like they're in a similar situation, but yeah. they're dealing with it differently. Yeah, I don't know. I like him a lot too. I guess we should clarify: Beast is barely in this episode. Like Ryan is heaping praise on this Beast plot line. It takes up maybe a minute. Oh, it does, total. but like that's because we have to spend about twenty-five minutes of, of Sky and like Havoc. <laughs> fucking flying around having a kingdom hearts opening montage scene which is For really like funny most I don't of the episode like 18 minutes of it is that and then there's one minute of kurt and then one minute of beast yeah and, and there's also like it. parts of this that where they're in the ocean that i was like oh this actually is a terrifying situation and i oh, think they're writing that well enough to explain that but it's like also really boring yeah, so, that was the problem, really, was that they kept putting Scott and Alex in the terrifying situation with the waves over and over and over again. And by the end, I was like, I'm bored. Like, they're about to die, but it, yeah. they've been about to die 16 For like times 20 in a minutes. row. I guess and like, I can't I can't muster up any more fear about this because I know they're both going to make it out. OK, that's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. OK, so first of all, I'll just say previously on the X-Men, we're in season two of X-Men Evolution. The new mutants have now joined the expansion they don't really do anything yet they're just kind of in the background they just are being uh rabble rousers and troublemakers in the background yeah and also in season one we met havoc because he and scott were separated in that famous airplane scene that happens just as many times as like bruce's parents getting shot yeah yep. they got they found each other via magneto I don't know where Havoc's parents have been through any of this, but whatever. Oh, like his adoptive parents. Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of in the background being really good parents. I mean, it's like we don't ever <laughs> are need they? to be. I don't them. know. Who, who I even think knows? so because Gene refers to how happy they are to see Alex again at the end of the episode. We just don't see that. And okay. it's like, well, that's... okay, I guess we're just supposed to assume they're great yeah, parents. Also, they, they just are in. Uh, like havoc has all this like modern day technology which is yeah, really so interesting rich i guess like i havoc guess has, like all this shit and also i don't know whatever we can get into how havoc is presented later because he seems like such a brat i think havoc's supposed to be like 14 in this and i think scott's yeah. like 17 18 if i had to yeah. gauge and so they were reunited on asteroid m they both went super saiyan but apparently that didn't really matter except <laughs> like havoc's did you notice his blasts in this are back to like the old colors again yeah they're back to being red i don't know why yeah so that's it that's all you need to know so also also havoc lives in hawaii in this so yes it opens up with beautiful hawaii because i guess scott's fizzy but it's not beautiful because instantly a tropical story comes i know like utana hikaru is singing yeah everything everything is it's like is that what you're doing because that's really funny yeah of course okay anyway so alex is out on the waves surfing and he's got like a fucking gopro except it's like two thousand Okay, okay, so Scott is holding a fucking laptop. Oh, well, if you're talking about Alex, I don't know yeah. what he has. I guess he has a GoPro. That's what I'm saying. Alex has the GoPro, but which Cyclops is somehow has streaming. A laptop, yeah, that is streaming. That's impossible at this time period. Can we just like say that? Like <laughs> I mean, that did not it's exist. It's possible then. to have a laptop and a video camera. That was it. But like they didn't have did Bluetooth exist yet? No, back Bluetooth then? came out in like 2010. Okay. Now I'm gonna Google this. Okay, we have to ask when did Bluetooth When was Bluetooth invented? And also why is the signal strength like possible there's so many times in this episode where like the signal strength bluetooth is different. was implemented in 1999 for like okay. headsets for headsets okay. and flash drives but the flash drives were like one like 12 megabytes you know i'm googling bluetooth video camera invention okay there was one that was made in 2010 okay but that's what i just said i, I was know, like i know i'm backing you up i'm backing you up i i think your memory is about right like i feel like 2010 was uh when these things were invented but like the whole bluetooth like your phone or, or sorry to your car or to like a stereo didn't really happen until like the 2012 2013 era yeah i'm finding a different article about a camera like that in 2006 
Um, that's the earliest I can find. This is just like Xavier's like endless money. That was kind of what I wondered was like, Scott, since Scott has this laptop and everything in this scene, I was like, is this X-Men shit that Scott is just loaning to Alex so that Alex can film himself on his board and like use this high tech technology? And I guess it has to be like, I mean, like it's clear that Xavier doesn't use it because Xavier only uses his money to put like TVs inside paintings and also like (laughs) guns in the front yard. So people might be wondering why we're spending so much time talking about this GoPro just know this is an important part of how this episode works because the fact that Alex has a camera on his surfboard and and Scott has a laptop is going to matter because they're going to be separated for most of this entire episode and using that Bluetooth connection to find each other. For like hours. For like hours and hours and hours. Like over 24 hours, like Alex is like in the water, like lost, like getting riptided out to sea. Like it is like they're on the brink of death and the only thing that is going to save Alex is this fucking Bluetooth connection that didn't exist in 2001. But whatever. Anyway, the very, very first thing that happens is a newscaster is shown talking about this big storm that's coming to Hawaii, like a hurricane or whatever. And the newscaster's like, don't surf today. And then smash cut to Alex surfing surfing? and being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to surf in this huge storm because I don't care about my personal safety and I'm not a pussy. And then like Scott is on the beach filming him with the fucking Yeah, it's got like boy energy of 2000 where it's like, I'm a man. I can do whatever. Also, it's like a teenager. We all would politely ignore this shit. It's hard for me to feel sorry for him though. because I mean, like it's hard to feel sorry for me back when it was like, I don't know, 20 and I'd be Taking like, Taking risks, I'd be like, I'll drive. Cars. No, I was gonna say, like, I don't care that there's a blizzard coming. I'll yes, drive between I did states. That too. And then it would like spin out and almost like crash. I don't know. I know. I did that shit too. Like, I remember driving to your house when I was like 15 and your mom was like, Why is Maddie coming here? There's a blizzard. And you and I were just like, Who cares? And I like hit another car on the way there. <laughs> did and, you like, really? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know and, why I'm like, laughing. Luckily, Luckily, it was just like, you know, my bumper hitting their bumper and it like wasn't like there was no damage at all. But like, so they just were like, OK, I think back on that. I'm like, why the fuck was I doing that? Like, I don't know. Because like now hell? if there's like a snowstorm, I'm like, I'm not even driving to work. Fuck that. Like and also like we were not doing anything like I drove to your house and then we like watched Pokemon or something. And then I drove we home. probably like, played I, we Super Smash nothing. Brothers. I don't know. Like, there was no emergency. Like there was no reason for me to have driven to your house. So anyway, oh my God. every time anyway. I feel like Alex is being an idiot in this episode, I need to just remember like that we did shit like this. And that's exactly what that. happens because Scott's like, there's a storm coming in because there was a big weather cast. I don't yes, know, weather forecast. Yeah, I yeah, said yeah. weather cast, weather forecast in which they said that there was a storm coming. And so Scott's like, all right, you got to come in. And Alex is like, but the waves are big. <laughs> yeah. And so Scott's like, oh, well, OK, because he has no real control over. What yeah, his little he's like, he's like, I don't know. And so, of course, Alex immediately falls into a wave and goes missing and like gets caught in the riptide and pulled out to the sea. kingdom hearts opening with utaru hukaru starts in which like scott runs <laughs> to the edge of the ocean he's like alex and it's like when you walk Go away you don't hear me say <laughs> please okay that's dad i can actually say and i'm just being ridiculous uh anyway um so then alex starts calling to Scott through the GoPro, through the GoPro and GoPro. reaching through the waves like he's fucking Riku. And yeah. Alex is like, I fell through a riptide, bro. And it's pulling me out to sea, dude. And Scott's like, okay, well, I'll do the logical thing here and I'll call Harbor Patrol. And Alex is like, no, I don't want them to know that I fell in the wave. Just come and get me, okay? I don't want to look like a giant pussy. Yeah, and like Scott's he doesn't like, tell, like, I feel like Scott should have ignored him here and called Harbor Patrol anyway. No, but, but Scott whatever. goes, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, you guys are terrible. Like, yep. Scott, you've been trained to do the opposite of this. Yes. So Scott runs over to a boathouse, which he blasts apart with his laser eyes and, and bursts a in. boat. And then later he's like, yeah, um, I, I just borrowed this a boat. boat. Yeah. By the way, that boat is going to be destroyed. But whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about the boat, I guess. Now Alex is screaming Scott's name. This goes on for like the whole thing. Like them splashing through waves, trying to find each other and screaming each other's screaming, names. And I'm like, this is literally names. the opening to the first Kingdom Hearts. It is. Okay, so the way that they find each other, so Alex is on his his board, just floating in the nothingness while there's rain pouring down. And Scott is like, okay, so shoot your powers in the air like a flare gun and I'll find you that way. And for some reason, this does not 
work. Like Alex keeps shooting his powers in the air and Scott's like, okay, Scott's like, I see you. I'll drive towards that. And then he like kind of gets there and he's like, wait, do it again. And like, they do that like 60 times and it doesn't work. Like Scott can't find Alex, even though I feel like this, this should have worked. It didn't work. I, get, I don't know. It's like, and so then it, Alex is like, I'm too tired. Like I can't keep shooting my powers. I'm, I'm really tired. And then the signal for the GoPro cuts out at this point, Scott calls Harbor patrol and he can't get through because he's in like a Wi-Fi dead zone. I guess. Yeah, and so and he's he like, it's just like him calling. Yeah. The, the people at the Harbor patrol are just are like, well, what's happening? Who's coming through? This is Harbor Patrol. And we just hear like. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess also there's a phone on the motorboat. Like, thank God there's a phone yeah, on there. I guess Cyclops is also just in like the ocean version of Silent Hill. Yes, he is. And so and Pyramid Head is out there also. So, so they're going to die. But yeah. we're going to go back to New York where it's snowy. So we kind of get this idea that it's now winter or at least like close to Christmas time. And. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe they're like on a Christmas break or something, and that's why Scott's out visiting Havoc. That that's kind of the sense, deal. Actually, like yeah. nobody, nobody is like doing any schoolwork because the first thing we see is that Kitty's just like fucking around on the phone with Lance, which I was like, and again, cute. it's cute because they're flirting. But the thing that Lance wants to do is like hang out at the mall. And okay, I'm like, this that is was just a like date back then. People yeah. don't even know. Like the date I that know. Lance invites her to is walk around the mall. This I is know, what I people did. So funny, and also Kitty first picks up the phone she's like oh my god bobby get off the phone Which bobby so get funny. off the phone and it's like we haven't really been introduced to bobby yet and he's going to become a main character in season three I but know. like it's really funny that bobby of all characters is like but i want to know what's going on with the gossip i want to flirt with lance yeah. like, and he's like who is this and it's like bobby <laughs> yeah. oh my god I loved it. I actually, I felt like all of this was perfect teenager energy. I really enjoyed I loved, it. Yeah. I mean, even like Scott and Havoc has perfect teenager energy, but that's one of the things I like about this episode. It does, even though it also stresses me out. Me too. But like everyone's acting like we all did in high school. And again, this is where it was very relatable for us because these characters were just being us back then. Mm-hmm. So then Kishi's interrupted yep. because Kurt's like, hey, Kitty, check me out. Hey, Kitty bursts out laughing because Kurt's fucked with his image inducer to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, or like He-Man or something. Like, he has these huge ludicrous muscles. I know. Kitty's on the phone. She's like, Lance, I gotta go. I'll call you back. Like, And yeah. she's like, what are you even doing? By the way, going back to Lance for a second, I also think in that other episode where Rogue was on the phone, she was also talking to Lance. Like, I think they're all just actual friends with the Brotherhood on this show. I mean, it could be. I also like the idea of Rogue being friends with, like, Toad and Fred and, like, all of them. Like, I feel like it's just as likely that Rogue is still friends with them. Like, I don't know. Right. I, we, we will never know. It's kind of hard for me to imagine Rogue and Lance getting along because I feel like they're yeah. both tops and they would just fight with each other over kitty possibly but i could see rogue hanging out with the other members of brotherhood secretly still yeah i could i mean i also could see rogue and pietro specifically hanging out because pietro would be like he's like hey i like what you do with your hair and she's like <laughs> it's natural but get away from me like i don't know <laughs> yeah, like they're both, they're both gay enough to like hang out i don't know so anyway so kurt's after kitty's like don't mess around with that because you're gonna break it and kurt's like whatever he and then he breaks it by the way that is what happens for the rest of the episode is kurt breaking okay it. yeah okay so this next scene is pretty much exactly what todd just emailed I us know. about and I it was know. like crazy that this happened and then immediately it became a problem so kurt leaves the room and he's actually he just suddenly gets giant he becomes like yeah he becomes super fat, fat. and so evan walks out and he's like dude you gotta really lay off those burger bombs yeah. which it was like it, first of all, it does call out that Kurt's always eating burgers, but not getting like, I don't know, ostracized for it. But as soon as it, he's gotten bigger, it's like they're like, oh, now it's because it's he's like, yeah. now it's a problem. Now you eat too much and like you've got a problem. And it was like, well, and then I'm first of all I'm thinking like, why are we making this joke? Because it's like really insulting. But also like, does Evan not think that Kurt like just got huge immediately? Evan's like wow, that happened fast. Like, no, obviously something's up, Evan. Like, use yeah, your brain. Like, what? Yeah, I, I think also the purpose of this series of bits that's about to happen is supposed to be like, Kurt's image inducer is broken and he does not realize he looks different. Like, I, in the first time I watched this scene where Kurt is suddenly fat, I was like, 
did Kurt do this on purpose, like as a bit? Like it's actually kind of hard to tell at this point. I don't what's think he going did. on. Because then later like he on he does the same. Because later on his body keeps changing in like a variety of like comedy body horror ways is like the way I would describe it, where like his body changes randomly in a scene and other characters react to it and Kurt is like unaware of it. Yeah. Um so I don't know. That's that's the bit that we're in. I don't really know what to make of it, honestly. I just don't like that there was like a fat joke yeah, instantly. I hate that part of it. it was that like it was like I instantly. No... Why I wouldn't I would have been fine with Kurt suddenly just being fat if they didn't like say anything about it. I'd be like, okay, fine. Like his image inducers on the fritz, whatever. Like that's fine. But like immediately they're like, uh oh, he eats too much. And I was like, Well <laughs> Yeah, I know. Why? I know. I mean why? it's it's just this show makes fat jokes. It just they makes do. Fat I was gonna jokes. say I love this show, but the two things it does run is that it makes fun of fat people, and also like you also can't be Storm. You okay. can't be black and do anything. We are gonna get is, to that. We are okay. So Storm anyway, in this episode, whatever. We will get. I to know that. Maddie is like actively mad. I I'm was mad. too at first, but Maddie just watched it more recently. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Jean is in the kitchen and she's watching a weather report about Hawaii um, for some reason. And then I was honestly like, why is she watching a weather report on Hawaii? Like, in like New how York? is she even getting that how broadcast? Getting yeah, whatever. right. Okay. Anyway, so Xavier then Xavier pays too much money for every single. I channel don't know. In the so world. then Kurt walks into the room and Jean's like, you know, I'm a little worried about like. Alex and Scott, but like, you know, I know Scott wouldn't go in the water, but Alex is kind of like a wild card. And then she turns around and Nightcrawler's head is just like the size of the kitchen. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. And she like screams and falls out of her chair. And Kurt like just slowly walks out of the room, like, he, like without backs reacting out of the to room. what's happening, which I also uh, thought was pretty funny because I was like, yeah. does Kurt know what she's reacting to or is he just <laughs> thinking that like gene's losing it and he's like i guess i should go like it's not i don't know kurt is like really funny on this show like they did a really good job in terms of translating nightcrawler's uh character from the comic books to screen better than the other season yeah, did. i mean yeah. the other tr2 did where they were like he's only a priest and all he only believes in god and i was like yeah but kurt's like funny like he's really funny in the and comic like books he's like off the top off the walls like i don't know so anyway then it goes back to like this terrifying situation where scott and havoc are trying to call well it's just scott he's trying to call harbor patrol because he can't find havoc they almost hear him but there's more interference we could see more of that then alex shoots off another beam as scott screams alex <laughs> for like another 20 minutes Yo. But then it looks like Harbor Patrol gets a helicopter with they're driving out into they're flying out into the storm, which is like, I'm like, is that what you're going to bring out into a lightning storm? Which then it turns out it is. Yeah, it is like <laughs> and I'm like, OK, not great. The waves are crashing in on Scott and he's honking his boat. Yep. Alex climbs up onto his boat and like starts yeah, finally talking. They end up together like after however long Alex and Scott finally fucking find each other. Yeah, Alex he like just so he on gets boat. onto the boat and he's like you know he's like they i'm cuddle. here they have a long and they cuddle like together yeah it's really weird they like get underneath like is this when they get underneath the blanket and like lean into each other or is that later no i don't think they have a blanket i mean gene throws a blanket on them way at the end oh no this rescued. is where they're just cuddling you're right they're, they're just, just cuddling. cuddling and it's very like uh jack and rose in the titanic a lot yeah i was like points. why is this happening although it's really funny because and i think it's either at the end of this season or it's in the next season in which they go on a cruise and Bobby creates a fucking like, I don't know, uh, what is it called? An iceberg. And then he gets up on top and plays wow. the part of Rose and screams. Okay, that I sounds can't. really good, actually. Yeah, I was like, OK, anyway, so that's one of my favorite episodes of the show, but it's not here yet. So right now we go back to the X mansion and Gene and Hank are watching the X-Men have a snowball fight. And this is what I actually loved because yeah. it's like Jubilee. It's like Iceman creating like a little Elsa ice castle and yep. being like jingle bells, jingle bells, dashing through the snow yeah. and like fucking like Jubilee, Berserker and Magma just like shooting their powers at him and he's throwing snowballs and, and Beast ice is like, beams and stuff at them. Yeah. Beast is like, this is not how you have a snowball fight. And he, yep. He runs off and he joins them, which I love because it's like, oh, these little kids are teaching Hank it's okay to be gay. Yeah, because I love he, it. Hank uses his powers in order to have the snowball fight. Like he makes snowballs with his feet and he's like somersaulting around. Like he's really like embracing being a beast and being acrobatic and like yeah. playing with the kids and being okay with his body and who he is. It's it's cool. I mean, this is like the first time we've really seen him ever do yeah, that on I'm this like, show. I, mean, I think he I think Beast gets a pretty good story for this show. Like he has a good arc, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean again, this is two seconds of the episode. But you know what? I know. I, I, I loved whatever. It. <laughs> I loved it too. So then Evan walks over, he's like, 
hey gene uh it's me evan i'm the character that appears to deliver like transitional <laughs> lines and leave so i just let you know that there's like a news report on that you should probably go see yeah so the gene walks in and she sees xavier and storm watching like this thing where they're like and now harbor patrol is in hawaii trying to find scott Summers and alex masters because they're missing and <laughs> xavier's like i think we should go help them yeah he's and, like, well, after the gene, yeah gene like gasps dramatically for 25 minutes at first thought i'm like oh good they're gonna bring storm and storm's gonna clear up the storm and they'll save them nope so no that's <laughs> not what's gonna happen but we'll get there yeah uh then it goes back to the storm and uh not aurora it goes to the actual storm yeah and scott's boat tank is running on empty and he's like find it see if there's gas cans like this is how fast it goes there's just like 20 minutes of like waves crashing around in between scenes and it's yeah. like like and there's also a scene later on like yeah. yeah what's the scene later that like the jet flies away and we get to watch that for a really long time and i was okay, like i don't know i specifically wrote that down like the, it is a shot of the x-jet flying for like two minutes i was like were they trying to kill time like what the yeah, fuck I is mean, this shot that like, seems to be this episode yeah okay, but like, then there's like, so uh, many waves like over and over they'll just animate like the ocean and i'm like nothing's happening right now. i don't know but right now they're in the ocean and scott and alex are like kind of cuddling and making out and it's weird and then yeah. a giant fucking like tsunami comes by and like i don't know maybe i just don't understand ocean storms i know they get fucking crazy but in this there's it's a depicted lot of as tsunamis like, like there's a yeah. lot of tsunamis coming like in. this is like so big like i remember the perfect storm being like they had big waves but this is like i don't know it becomes the size of the empire's state building and i was like <laughs> okay and then scott's powers do something i don't think they can do where he becomes moses and he uses his powers to <laughs> part the sea like with his eye beam he's parting know. the wave and then they go through the the cleared part and the tsunami like divides into two tsunamis on either side yeah. of them and i was like how is that possible? Like, what the I fuck don't am know. I looking at right now? I don't now? know. But then we go outside of this storm and we see the X-Jet, like, flying towards a cloud. And I'm like, oh, good. They're here. But they, I don't know what. They, like, it takes them, like, another additional, like, 25 minutes to find them. But they're, like, right there. Yeah. Flying like very the slowly. The X-Jet is, like, circling Hawaii. They got there really fast. But, like, whatever. That's how the X-Jet I, works. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I know. That was, like, crazy, by the way. They saw the fucking... Uh, the, the commercial broadcast. or whatever yeah in new york 20 city minutes later they were there but they took six hours to find scott and alex once they arrived there so like it all kind of i don't know this out. is like similar to like the warcraft valley stories where i know katie would be in nevada and then come over to my place in the x mansion new york city like in a 20 minute drive or whatever i don't Didn't know you guys like retcon in some type of portal or whatever that yeah, like okay this is like okay possible. this is funny like because it was before krakoa and eventually we we're like let's just install like these stargates and then like that's what happened in the actual x-men and i'm like are they just stealing my ideas they what's are. happening they <laughs> found, definitely they found reading it. warcraft yeah, they, valley yeah they went and they found the old fiction. dead journals and they were like wow these kids were on to something anyway uh i think alex then after like this whole thing crashes alex does find a gas can and then like another tsunami happens and i'm yeah, like i don't what? know if he finds the gas can i know that the chopper that's looking for them shows back up again um well that's not we're not yeah we're not well, there but yet they right? do see they do see scott's eye beam shooting the wave though because the guy is like, what kind of flare is that? Like, they do see it at least. Oh, wait, you're right. Okay, I forgot about that. Because they he does shoot that up and they're like, that's a really long flare. Yeah. What's happening? But then the boys get thrown from the boat. Uh, and this is like another uh, Jack and Rose from the Titanic. They're like clinging to the piece of the boat and like floating in the water again. And it's like... By this point, it's like, how many times can things go wrong for these kids? Like, I don't what know. The they're like, they're having a problem. The boat sinks. And Alex yeah. is like you really suck at rescuing people. He's like, dude, bro, you like suck at rescues. And Scott's uh, yeah, like, this kind of why the me. fuck didn't you just come in? Like what I told you to. Yeah. And, and luckily and they it, don't actually get into that fight. That was what you and I were thinking when we watched it. But Scott is actually pretty cool about it. Well, like, Scott's kind of like you and your stupid ways. And then yeah. Alex is like, immediately he's like, figures. We finally found each other. Here, and now we're going to fucking die. And Scott's <laughs> like, dude don't talk like that we're gonna be okay and alex is like i'm serious bro i just filed to have my name changed back to summers and scott's like and scott goes don't talk like that a rescue chopper could be here any minute and then a rescue chopper does show up yeah like, and it's right like as he says that yeah, yeah it's wandavision level of like conveniently time which they then make fun of later they in the do. episode and so then the rescue chopper lowers this harness 
uh, Scott tells Alex to get into it first and Alex protests and Scott's like, no, older brother rules. And so then he like straps his brother in and then Alex I mean, is getting also pulled Scott's up. like defense here does make sense. Scott's yeah. like, you've oh, been yeah. in the water like way longer than I have. So absolutely. I mean, it makes total sense. And so then Alex is getting dragged up to the chopper, except that then the chopper gets hit by lightning and crashes. Yeah. And then for some reason, Scott uses his eye beams to like hit the chopper also, which I don't <laughs> really know why it- that helped. Things. I think he was trying to push it away like I as a concussive so. force so it Maybe. wouldn't land on Alex. I guess uh, so. But then Alex doesn't take the harness off right away for some yeah, reason. Well, and so I, the Scott's chopper's like, like sinking in the water like really fucking fast. Alex can't get out of the harness. Scott has to swim faster than any human being ever could <laughs> swim in order to save Alex from Thank like the God depths Scott of the ocean. Scott Summers gets up and like it gets up at 445 every impossible. morning to do fucking danger room training. This was completely impossible. Like, I was watching this and I'm like, they're both dead. Like, there's no fucking way this would work. But it works and they are like, you know, despite the water pressure increasing the further down Alex goes, Scott is like going faster and faster into the water. I don't know. And I don't know. Alex tries using his powers to get the harness off on the underwater, but he can't. work. Just unbuckle the harness. Just unbuckle the harness. I don't know. I don't know. He's such a teenager here. And so Scott does get him, right? Yes. And then they are, they've, you know, swim all the way back up to the surface again. Um, and the, they show the two guys from the chopper who, I don't know, maybe they're also dating. I don't fucking know. They're clinging to each other in the ocean elsewhere. And they're like, they're fine. But they're also like, where are the two boys we're actually trying to save? Um, oh, and yeah, because like that actual Harbor Patrol boat shows up. That's yes. like, that's what find, I thought they would They would've... find the two chopper guys, but they don't find Alex and Scott for some reason. No, don't they don't. Why. And like, I don't know. Oh, by the way, that's, oh, this is another thing that we need to mention. So <laughs> like they got the, tro- the fucking Harbor Patrol guys, when they jump off their helicopter, they're like, oh, we'll signal the rest of Harbor Patrol. And they pull out their watches and they push a button that turns Which into a GPS. Watches, I guess, have GPS and have also a signal. Like, I was like, okay, that's what they have now. But again, this was not a thing. This is not technology that existed in year 2001. Like, I know. Like, these people would just die in 2001. Or at least, I, okay, maybe somebody works for Harbor Patrol or the Coast Guard or whatever. They can write in and tell I don't us know, if we're wrong. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Or somebody that knows anything about technology. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I just, so I was also like, wow, they have waterproof, like, phones <laughs> they're using to call Harbor Patrol. Okay, but there's like, like there's, a, there's the also ocean. a quick scene, by the way, where like, it shows the X jet and they're like, we can't find them. What should we do? And Storm says like shrugs. She's like, I don't know. Can't do anything about the storm. This was though. where I started losing it because like, was okay, like, a bunch of fucking tornadoes show up, which. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's is that even the. That's oh, this yeah. scene. That's this scene. Yeah. So a bunch of tornadoes show up and Gina's like, what the fuck are those tornadoes? And Storm's like, they're funnel clouds. They should be. They shouldn't be a problem unless they touch the water. And then I was like, Storm make them go away make <laughs> all of this stop happening this is not a magical storm that you can't stop this is a regular ass human storm yeah make it I stop don't, i don't even end. know it was like it made me crazy too and then it goes to alex and scott in the water and alex is like it's scott's like you never know a chopper could show up and then it doesn't alex is like Okay, like that's not gonna work. But instead of fucking like water funnel connects and sucks them up into it instead, and okay. Xavier's like, there they are, Storm, do something. So Storm goes up onto here, Maddie. I'll let you describe what's happening here because it it made me angry. But like, I don't even I, know. Okay, so in this show, Storm has a little platform on the X jet that she can like stand on. Which, by the way, if there was a terrible storm that she couldn't control, wouldn't she get knocked off the platform? But whatever, she's standing on this platform while the X jet is hovering there, and she can't stop this tornado. Like the boys are like making Dragon Ball Z screams while they're like sucking in the tornado together they're like and like storm can't do anything to stop it and she's like the wind i can barely control it gene use your powers and gene has to like use her powers to levitate the boys out of the tornado like slowly it's almost like x-men the animated series to do it i know it's like all storm did was blow some wind and she's like i can't control anything and i was like okay wait did the storm become x-men the animated series gene gray they just like swap places and now suddenly Gene is the only useful character, which like that's kind of cool, I guess. But I don't see why it has to be at Storm's expense suddenly. Why can't like, they both be awesome? I don't know. And so I then, so I the X Jet barely escapes the water funnel because there's a lot of animation on this for some yeah, reason. There's like minutes then, and minutes of the X Jet slowly. Yeah, flying and then it away. goes inside, and Storm is like, <gasps> "Oh my 
god, that was so hard using my powers. And we're like, oh my god. Gene comes over and wraps a towel romantically around Scott and Havoc, and they have like a quote unquote brotherly moment, and then they make some weird comment about exchanging favors. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's just gay, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then Xavier's like, I'll contact search and rescue and let them know the boys are safe. And then just Flies them home. I was like, "What about their yeah, luggage?" Yeah, this is the ten minute. Yeah, this is the ten minute sequence, by the way, where they're like flying, flying away. Home. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't then it know. goes back to the X Mansion, and Beast has looked at the completely destroyed front lawn. And I actually love this moment because Beast is like, "Huh, okay, so teaching mutants is going to be totally different from teaching the way I was before because yeah. this, the way I did it, clearly is not going to work anymore." Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was like a really funny moment for beast uh, yeah where he's like oh these kids can destroy things in record time and i'm gonna need to <laughs> yeah. think about that one and then uh, right. magma and berserker are just like laughing at the background um, i know it's, it's good cute. um then it goes to the bed lab which i thought this was funny that kurt is like waiting to see if his boyfriend's yeah, okay i thought that was really cute that kurt is like oh i want to see scott and xavier's like yeah gene's in there because he's straight now um and by the way kurt i repaired your image inducer and Kurt is like, great. Sorry about messing with it, Professor. I won't do it again. I promise. And Xavier's like, I know you won't, which I didn't realize was ominous. What's going to be like Xavier being an asshole? But okay, whatever. OK, this is crazy. I don't so even, like, I don't even for, know. Yeah, okay, I know. First, we, have, Gene we, we will get to it. We will yeah, get so to also it. Gene and Scott are talking about how, you know, like, okay, Scott's Gene like is, you can't skip this. Gene is literally feeding Scott food. He has not yeah. lost the use of his arms and she's <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> feeding him soup she's and like, he's like here comes the thanks, airplane Gene. and he's like what? sexually being like thanks and i'm like what is happening and then uh, scott's like i hope havoc's getting the same service that i am right now and she compares herself to like havoc's parents yes. so it's like immediately not romantic anymore like i, know, I don't like, know Jean is scott's mom apparently i don't know scott is sleeping with know. kurt so that all tracks so then Kurt walks in and he's like, hey, welcome back, sailor, which is sexual. Let's just say that, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Scott goes, uh, thanks, ma'am. And then there's this like <laughs> fan fiction forced gender swap reveal comedy scene where Kurt looks in the mirror and he's a hot girl. And he's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and Xavier rolls on and he's like, sorry, I couldn't resist turning you into a girl. What? And then Kurt's, Kurt's like, well, that's cool. And then he's then and ev everyone just laughs and, and he's like smiling started. and is like this kind of rules. And like, what is happening? I don't even know. Like Kurt's like into that. He's a girl now. Also, I'm going to give Scott credit for like not questioning that Kurt wanted to be a girl all of a sudden. Yeah, I know that's not like, actually what happened. Yeah, I know. Like now suddenly Kurt is going to present as female and that's okay. And that's just the rest of the entire yeah, show. And Scott, and Scott's just questioned. like, okay, cool. That's cool. I'll just because he goes right into the right pronouns immediately. I know yeah. that it's like he's kind of making a joke, but like, honestly, I don't know what I'm supposed to think of this scene. This is just a show that's very queer. So, but like, I mean, we we had a somebody from the trans community write in and talk about how that scene was eye opening for them. So clearly, like, it wasn't yeah, bad. I mean, it is. Well, I feel like the part of it that's weird is the fact that is that it's like Xavier. I know that I, was like, I agree why with. Why did this happen? Like, why did Xavier like? But why? Prank okay. Also, why did it end like an episode of Harvey Birdman where everyone just stands there and makes a horrible joke and lasts for twenty minutes? I was like, what? I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny, though. It was honestly the only part of the episode I actually liked was Kurt being like, oh, I'm a girl. You know what? That's actually pretty cool. And then he like yeah. stares at the camera and like does a peace sign. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, okay, Kurt. After the entire episode, which I largely did not care for, I was like, well, at least this part is here. Like, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, but the, the episode I was not that into. Um, I mean, are you going to rate it? I'm going to give it like a two out of five yeah, because there were moments that I two. liked. I, I give, it, give it, a two it a two because Kurt is adorable. Um, some so of the body Beast. stuff with Kurt was kind of weird and like fat phobic and shitty, but like some of it was like funny. So I'm like, I don't know how to. I feel like that's. I, I don't could know how to react to that. Written, I'm actually but, giving it a two mostly because even though the stuff in the sea was boring, I thought they did a pretty decent job of depicting it being a terrifying situation i thought they like did. i was watching that this this is like probably the first time i've watched this episode since i first watched it this is not one of those ones i come and revisit so it wasn't 
very clear memory wise on what happened. But mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I don't know. They do a good job at like actually animating that this this situation is terrifying and don't do it. Like there's a good lesson here. That's, that's like true. Like don't, you, you know, know, go out in a storm, even if you're a kid and you're like, blizzards aren't important. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, okay, I, I liked the animation. I thought that was good. So, I mean, Except like. Except for the moment where they animate the X-Jet flying for two minutes. Yeah. The animation was yeah, pretty well, that was, was it like, I mean, are, it, it still was fine. It was just well, boring. That's true. The animation <laughs> was fine. It did kind of feel like they just didn't have enough episode to put in the episode. Like it did feel like they were killing time at a lot of points. And I'm like, why? Like, why didn't you just write some more stuff in I here? Think, I mean, they wanted to do an episode clearly with Scott and Havoc because they yeah. wanted to like build on that relationship. And this is one way they could do it. But like, it was very, yeah, I wouldn't even say it's shoddy because it's like it's not. It's like it's still a story and it tells a story it's going to tell. But I feel like they could have done it in a thousand other ways that wasn't this, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm just I don't know. It's too bad that they're screwing Stu- Storm over so much on this show because I actually feel like this was an episode that had a big opportunity for her to do something. And like, they didn't give it to her. Why didn't they just have that be the outcome? Like, sure, write in Alex and Scott having a relationship, uh, not a sexual relationship, just a brother relationship, right? right we that hope, line, Jesus. Whatever, write, write that. Have them get closer in a brotherly way, blah, blah. And then have it be resolved with Storm and have the boys still have their same lesson at the end where they're like, yeah, okay, I don't we know. needed to not fucking do that like that would have been a better episode in my eyes um but instead it was just like scott and alex getting smashed by a tsunami every two minutes over and over again until the episode ended and it really was like a perfect storm except cast by the x-men you know i don't you know it's like i don't understand why they brought Storm, didn't let her do anything, but they had also, in addition to that, they could have brought, like, Iceman or something. I don't know. It's just, like, or Kurt. Why wasn't Kurt there to just teleport them in and out? I don't know. Like, there's... I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, too. He could have... Yeah, why didn't they have Kurt there? What the fuck was this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Although, it's, like, kind of funny how many times, like, Scott and Alex, like, could not get out of the water. You it know, is it's kind like, of funny. It's a terrifying situation, which I'm not, I'm going to stand by that. I think it that is. is animated well. And it is, if you get trapped at sea during a storm, that could kill you. Like, and if you're stuck in the ocean, like, good luck. Like, this yeah, is a like, terrifying... they would have died. I mean, I said it before, but, like, they would have died in this yeah, situation. Yeah, but it's also, like, weirdly comical because, like, like every coast guard comes in and immediately like blows up and it's like, yeah. okay, what's well, because happening? Because of the lightning and all the waves, it's like actually really hard to rescue somebody in this situation. I mean, that yeah. part of it. No, I you're was right. Like, it's a, that's, that's true. So yeah. I don't know. So like, that's why I don't know you what I'm trying to defend here. This well, episode is like not about anything. It's, it's like, really it's, supposed to, it's really about trying to build this brotherhood and this, uh, relationship they have with each other. That's mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. feel like there's another way they could have done it, but they wanted to do it through the lens of, Havoc being a surfer and Scott supporting Havoc's hobbies or whatever. But they could have done like a bunch of other stuff on Hawaii, which again, I'm going to reference cruise control, which is that episode later where they're on a cruise and they go to a tropical island and there's like a volcanic explosion that happens and they save the town. Like that's a far more interesting premise than like whatever this is, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to watch them have this like weird perfect storm meets kingdom hearts opening (laughs) sequence. I don't know. You know, Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like the two uh, B plots, like Kurt's thing with his body and figuring out how he wants to present himself and also Beast coming to terms with who he is and what his powers are. Those are both more interesting storylines than the main storyline. And they could have devoted more time to either one of those and written them a little better. And that would have been a stronger episode all around. I think the problem really is just that those two storylines don't connect at all but with also Alex like and Scott's storyline. Now that you say this, they could have they could have made it about Havoc trying to become comfortable with his powers and his body, you yeah, know? Yeah, and like being like learning how to be a mutant in some type of way and being okay with that and being like I need to embrace this side of myself and like I'm I'm acting out and like doing these really impulsive dangerous things because I'm trying to escape who I really am and like I need to come to terms with who I am and like also be responsible and grow up. Like they could have made that work they, somehow. Yeah. I I mean, they could have even with the framing of this episode because like Havoc opens up and he's wildly irresponsible. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And it doesn't it like it doesn't turn around and give like this lesson of like 
make the responsible decision. It's just like, if you fly out in a storm and almost die, the X-Men will come and save you. It's like, <laughs> what is that lesson? Like, I don't know. you know? Yeah, like they don't even really hammer it home that much at the end. Like nobody's ever like, you know, yeah, Alex, you shouldn't have done this. <laughs> like, why yeah, did you they, do this? They don't even do that. Instead, it just ends with Scott being like, if I get sucked into like a water tornado, Jean's going to sexually feed me oatmeal. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's that's yeah. my takeaway. I great mean, maybe, episode. Great episode yeah. of television. Maybe um, you should take this back and get a little, like one out of five X's. I don't no, know. But, I'm still giving it a two. One point for Kurt and one point for Beast because I love them both. Okay, there and we I'm go. glad that's that fine. they're happy with themselves. Two out of five. There we are. That's the end of this. I don't know that I recommend anybody watch it. You can just watch the last five minutes of it and enjoy a weird fan fiction where Kurt becomes a girl. Like, I don't think you need I to don't watch know. the rest I mean, of I guess the like I was, my question is going to be like, should we even have a who's gay section this time? Because like, is anybody gay in this? The but like shout out to Beast. the end of the episode you know yeah like shout out i guess i don't know yeah, sh- like- shout out shout out to <laughs> kurt exploring kurt well I'd- kurt's gender fluidity and like you know discovering kurt as a person i don't know like- yeah that's an, i mean that's more queer coding than it is gay yeah you're right but but i feel like the fact that at the end kurt smiles and he's like into it is like both extremely cute and also something that probably was cool and eye-opening for kids at that time period because there's yeah. nothing like this on tv like, no there wasn't this was there wasn't. not a thing that was being shown usually body switching stuff was presented as horrific and terrifying whereas at the end of this episode it's like ah that's fun like it's like all the characters are just like this is fun you know we're having fun here at the x-mansion and like that's great and like that's pretty different actually from what i usually see in this it is i'll give it credit for that also i'll give credit to beast for like it being like you know what maybe it's not bad being gay maybe maybe i can be okay with this like mm-hmm. you know that's a good side story for him even though it's like two seconds long so mm-hmm. and i also feel like it's again it's too bad they didn't combine kurt and beast's storylines also and have them both be like navigating their bodies and be that like that could have been like a whole different. episode on its own you know i know i don't know why that wasn't what they went with because and then logan should have shown up and be like it. listen i love you both for who you are and be like thanks logan <laughs> And then Logan's in the background with an apple and a sausage on on his claws. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Them. And then he like looks at Kurt. Well, if it never mind, I don't want to make that a thing because also, like that's Kurt weird on the show. Now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, um, so he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep all comments to myself. Let's move on from this section because that's enough from that. Or is that the end of the show? Is this the end of the show? I think this is the end of the show. Oh my goodness! It's plugs. It is time for plugs. Wow, we that's, did it. I mean, you can tell when an episode's like. nothing happens (laughs) yeah because like a we get like nutty and we're loopy and out of control and then also like we finish the episode a reasonable amount of time which is like the real indicator Yeah, this is like what the length of the show is supposed to be anyway um uh you should send us an email you should send us an email at the mutantages at gmail.com and we will get to it hopefully on our listener mail episodes uh we get a lot of emails these days but we love all of them and we we want you to email us and there are so many other ways to contact us as well. Like, for example, we have a Discord channel. You can find the link to that at mutantages.com on the right-hand side. We've got a Twitter. We've got Facebook. We've got all other social medias that you can follow us on, which is great and fun. And I've also in the Discord channel, we have like a questions channel where you can ask us questions. And we stop by there sometimes. Ryan's in there more than I am. And it's, I don't know, there's all these different ways you can contact us and tell us your feelings about this episode or any other episode that you care to. Um, And we've got a YouTube channel. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel, which we are playing every X-Men video game on there. Currently trying to make our way through Game Gear games, but also sometimes we take clips from this show and match it up with the actual animation of the cartoons we're watching. Sometimes Maddie and I do parodies on there or we react to old videos that we make. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel at Ryan Pagella in which I go and adventure around all over the place. It's getting fun. It's getting interesting. Um, 
I yeah. think by the time this comes out, I'll have gone to Salem to check out some ice sculptures and gone axe throwing and I didn't die, just so <laughs> cool, you know. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so like I'm getting out there as like the restrictions are lifting and doing stuff. So yeah, take a journey with me. It's a good time. We love, we like YouTube, but you can also find us on social media, in which case I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Maddie's at Ryan. Uh, wait, did I say Maddie's at Ryan Pagella? Okay. Yeah, I'm Ryan at Ryan on Instagram. It's weird that that's my Instagram. Like, you wouldn't think it would be, but it is. And meanwhile, Ryan's Instagram is actually Mitty Myers, where there's a bunch of photos of me and my cat. And uh, yeah, I don't I know. know why he's posting that. Okay. Well, I'm Ryan Pagella on Instagram, <laughs> and Maddie is Mitty Myers on Instagram and Twitter. There that's we go. True. I covered Fine. it all. Fine. Fine. I guess that's technically true. Um, so let's also talk about this Patreon that we have. Um, if you want to hear us talk about WandaVision, you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you can find some bonus episodes about all kinds of things, including that, um, at the audio tier. And there's a whole bunch of other tiers on there at the highest level tier. We give you a shout out on the show. That's right. You do. Dudes, Zach S, Samuel B, and Soren B. Hey, bros. Thanks for ch- duped up uh, supporting us on our show. <laughs> watch Ryan out for get- those breakers, dudes. Yeah, they Except can make up Don't the- watch out. Go check them out and risk Go, your just lives. Just do whatever you want. Risk your lives. Go surf the waves, dudes. And also <laughs> speak correctly. All right, yeah. anyway, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're all Ninja Turtles now. That is what Cowabunga. our goal in life actually is. As Cowabunga, Alex Masters dude. last summers always says, Cowabunga, Cowabunga. Dudes. I just want rewatch Secret of the Ooze recently too. So I had the Ninja rap stuck in my head for a good week. Uh, just go as a ninja, side. Go Ninja Go. I say it every uh, yeah. day. I say it every Me day. Too. I look in the mirror and I just tell I myself also say, that. I also say, go to our store, go to our store, go. You can find <laughs> that at themutantages.com and you go over to the right hand side and click the link for the store. It will take you over to Teespring. You can get some fun merch there with our logo on it. Or you can also get something that says uh, time travels real with Bishop popping out of the bushes. There's several ways you can consume that product. You can be on bags, mugs, shirts, sweatshirts, T-shirts, all shirts, my shirt, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything's there. And it's there's also true. other ways you can support us, Maddie. How is that? Well, you can leave us an iTunes review or an Apple podcast review, whatever Apple's calling it these days. And you don't have to pay any money to do that. And it still supports the show. And you can also go to Facebook and give us a review and rating on, on our page You can review us pretty much well. anywhere you want to l- listen to us on. Yeah, it's all or possible. you can just share us on your own personal social media and be like, I like this show. I think it's cool. And that's another way that you can support us. Okay, so next week we're watching Maddie's favorite episode, African Storm. Can't wait. I It loaded up after I finished Adrift and it was a bunch of uh, tribal singing <laughs> like immediately. Oh, the episode. no. Why like, did you... I can't wait. It just loaded up like after the episode ended while I was like taking notes. Okay, and you were like, great, great, great. Yeah, I was like, great, 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 great. I can't wait to see Africa. Or Um, there's the depiction of Africa. Yep. Oh, oh boy. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Where is Logan, by the way? I don't He's not even here. (laughs) I don't know. You got to go find Logan and Beast and see what's up and make some tough decisions about who you're going to sleep with tonight. You know, why can't they just both cuddle me? I don't know. Whatever. This is we'll call cable too. I actually Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Logan's just in the woods like hunting. That's what he does. Well, I hope he comes home soon. (laughs) He will. He will. Don't worry. I'm not worried about this. I'm not. All right. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. (laughs) See you next time.